0: Hi, I'm Daryl Urbanski, and welcome to the Best Business Podcast. My mission is to help create 200 new multi-millionaire business owners. How? You'll do better when you know better. In my interviews, you'll hear from self-made millionaires, seven-figure business owners, authors, and world-class experts sharing how they did it so you can too without experiencing the same obstacles they did. When your life and your business grow as a result of what you're about to discover, please call me and tell me about it. The number to leave a voicemail is one 888 844-GROW. That's 1-888-844-4769. Long distance charges may apply. Dial now to call me, connect, share your personal story of how my interviews have helped, or share your current challenges and frustrations so I can connect you with an appropriate course, coach, or help you if you connect. Now, if you like this interview, please share it with a friend you think will benefit. They'll appreciate it and I will as well. You can also connect with me on social media. Look for Daryl Urbanski, D-A-R-Y-L, Urbanski, U-R-B-A-N-S-K-I, and add me so we can be friends. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy what I've prepared for you right here, right now. Hello everyone, thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always. Today we are joined by Anthony Mendez, and Anthony believes movement is medicine and action will always beat talent. He has three years of exercise science education, a diploma from Equinox Fitness Academy, a diploma in psychology. He's done over 30 health and fitness workshops led by the top fitness leaders of the world. He holds two national certifications, 12 specialty certifications. He's been a fitness professional for over nine years. He's worked with and changed the lives of hundreds of individuals, everyone from the general population to disabled individuals, post-rehab, pre- and postnatal, celebrities, elite athletes. He's done it all. And I've asked him to join us here today to help us take care of our most important asset of all, our health. So, Anthony, thank you so much for joining us, my friend. How you doing?
1: Good, brother. Thank you for having me on here, man. Yeah. Excited to really uh, hit this off.
0: It's Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's an honor and pleasure. I mean health is wealth it really is it's the foundation of everything i've worked with so many different entrepreneurs and ceos and 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 just even normal people just going to their job where it's like oh everything's fine i'm cool and then something goes wrong with their health something that was easily preventable and now all of a sudden everything comes grinding to a halt you know like everything stops when you get sick and so an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure and especially in the states and in a lot of western countries like chronic disease is on the rise. I don't know what exactly what the stats are, but I think it's like one in five are diabetic and like the next ten years is gonna be something like one in three. Like it's just it's, it's crazy. yeah, it's crazy because we're doing it to ourselves. It's self inflicted. You know, At a bare bones it comes down to over consumption of, of simple carbohydrates and a lack of exercise you know and but before we get into any of that talking about that I want to hear about you so you've been in this industry for a long time you've seen trends and fads come and go and my god are there a lot in the fitness niche but how did you even get into being an entrepreneur and especially in the fitness industry like do you come from a background of this or or what
1: so actually um my whole life you know I, I was raised by you know middle class family but not You know, we never really had entrepreneurs in our family was, you know, we had blue collar workers, you know, worked hard. That's one thing worked very, very hard, always was consistent on time, you know, to get the work done. So it was uh, just a, you know, hard labor kind of work. But uh, that's kind of the family I grew up from. But they always taught me, you know, work hard and, you know, fight for the things you want. And, you know, you got to earn your things because, you know, you're not born into this world you know, deserving things until you earn it. So that was always something that I was raised with and, uh, you know, definitely has helped me translate into being able to shift into this entrepreneurial world and mindset and help me elevate uh, myself up. But I started as a as a trainer, you know, like many other trainers probably start, you know, working at a big box gym. I started off with Body Total Fitness. I don't know if you remember them. Yeah, um, I do. <laughs> but that was back in the day. Yeah, I think there's only like, two or three left and they're like in New York or something. But in Florida, they, I worked with them for a year and then they got bought out by LA fitness. And then I started working with LA fitness for three and a half years. And from there I decided that I needed to step things up. And I saw that, you know, this could be a potential career path as far as training goes. Cause at first I thought it was just going to be something that was going to get me by while I was at school. And then I realized, you know what, I really like this. I really enjoy this. I really want to make an impact on people's lives But I really also need to see how I can make more money at the same time. How can I elevate my game? How can I become a better trainer? So I went to, actually, my cousin told me about Equinox Academy and Equinox. So I went to New York because she was there. And I stayed with her. And I studied at Equinox Academy for, well, almost half a year. And that was really cool because I I got to also escape the bubble of Miami. I, I never really lived anywhere else. So that opened up my eyes to new things and Going out to New York really was an experience. So I got to venture out there, learn, meet these trainers, learn at the academy, which it's almost like a going to college. It was great information. And then from there, I almost stayed in New York, but you know, certain things happened and my cousin wanted to come back to Florida. So we came back to Florida and I started working at Equinox down here for three years. And during the work during the Equinox era that's where really my instagram stuff and my entrepreneurship mindset started kicking in and that's where i started seeing things completely different and that's where i started wanting more and i wanted a better myself and i started seeing that i can do certain things beyond just being in a corporate setting and i was really feeling tied to that you know and i wasn't content where i was so I knew that this position where I was at during Equinox wasn't going to be forever. So I kind of started doing a lot of uh, videos with another guy, another buddy of mine at Equinox. So I had, I don't always had Instagram, but I wasn't too involved with it. I had done some health tip stuff back in when I was in LA fitness and I had grew my following to like five, 6,000, but it wasn't anything crazy. And then I put it off completely when I was in New York and then came back. And when I came back to Equinox, that's when I started really paying attention to it with my buddy. And he was already doing a lot of videos himself. And his Instagram was doing really well. He was getting clients from it. And I was like, oh, shoot, is there something cool here? And he's like, look, dude, I'll film you. You film me. Let's just do workout videos. Let's put them on the gram and let's see what happens. So cool. That's exactly what we did. And things started. You know, happening. You know, I started getting a a demand of people. I started seeing my Instagram growing, my social media following was being engaging, and I think it really helped too. Where I was putting a lot of unconventional style training, body weight training outside in the outdoors, and especially here in Miami, donging around the scenery helps a lot, and doing these outdoor activities. (laughs) really showed people that they can do things outside. And a lot of people never saw these movements before, and they were asked questions, and it really sparked something different to set me aside from from other trainers, especially during that time where unconventional training wasn't as popular as it is now, back Mm -hmm. in 2013, 2014, 2015. I feel social media has really opened up a window for that, where a lot of people got into it. Now people are like, whoa, I want to learn how to do that flow. I want to learn how to do that with the kettlebell. I want to learn how to do that with the body. I want to, you know, so... Back then, I felt like that was something really that I had strong in my buddy and I pushing out there, where it was at an infancy, in, at least in Miami, with with what trainers were doing. So that really helped a lot. And I also learned from another buddy of mine who we started a small little sports work company together. Uh, and he used to work in marketing. He worked in marketing. He worked with social media Management. He had his own social media management company when he was 18, so he, he really taught me a lot about the social media world, and things from there really started evolving. And my buddy ends up my buddy who we were doing the video stuff with. He ends up leaving Equinox because he saw that his social media was bringing him a huge, a huge uh, group of leads and clientele so he decided to make that jump and go he had been on Equinox for like six seven years and I wasn't gonna leave I was gonna stay about one more year and I kept filming with him to do our stuff and then of course you know with the corporate setting they start you know coming down on you and they're like oh mm-hmm. you know I see you're spending time with him and you know he left and you know what are you doing with this not that I was hitting my numbers and anything, but they just didn't like the fact that I was working with him, and he had left. Right. They were, they were scared that I was going to do that too. But so it got to the point where it was just like the way that they were handling me. It was just too much, and I was pushed like, you, you away. know what?
0: They they, they were uncomfortable, so they pushed you away, and you know, they basically created a self fulfilling prophecy. It sounds like.
1: Pretty much, pretty much, and I had and they kind of put me in a corner, and made me, and it was they gave me an ultimatum. They literally said, "It's it's Equinox or Instagram," and I was like. The next day, I wrote a, a huge resignation letter and you know thanked everybody. Thanked the Equinox Academy. Thanked everybody there for my time being and just submitted the my two weeks. And From there, I was like, you know what? I got to roll with something that I created. I'm not going to roll with something that I know that I don't want to be here for my whole I don't want to be doing this my whole life, so I had to go with my heart at that point and say, you know what? This is the route I wanted to take always. This is, was only a stepping stone, so I need to make that jump now, even though It wasn't the time I wanted to do it, but it was the best decision I ever made. Mm -hmm. So I made that jump, and I was scared, man. I was scared. I was like, what am I going to do? And where am I going to take my clients? So luckily I had two other buddies of mine that were working, that used to work for Equinox. They were working out of a therapy clinic. They brought me in, let me work with my clients there for a few months, and then we decided to open up our own gym. Which we had it for about we had it for about a year and a few months. So we had a gym for about a year, a few months. That was going really well, and then the owner decided to sell the building. You know, so we were subleasing the Pilates studio. So it was a Pilates studio and us. Right. And the owner goes, "We're gonna I'm selling the building to the building next to us, who was a, an automobile Porsche company who wanted to expand. So they came in. They're like, "Hey, we're gonna quadruple your rent. If not, you're out." So We're like, okay, we can't afford quadruple what we're paying now. So I guess we're leaving. So that was again, now I'm back out and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? You know, now I'm training out of my apartment gym. Thank God, you know, I still do train some of my clients out here, my privates. And it's a great facility. So I've, you know, I looked at it as an upside where I don't have an overhead cost. So I started doing that, saving up. And during this time, I'm just really building on my social media and Instagram. And I'm just really working that hard because you know I always saw that as the biggest leverage at least for what I'm doing I think for the future so I always got leads clients I would do started doing events I started popping up more around Miami started building a bigger name and I started using social media in those different ways I had Puma hit me up they, they wanted me to to sign with them as an athlete and on it hit me up as well and I signed them with, with them as an athlete. So then I started realizing, I'm like, okay, cool. Like this is where it's making sense. Now this is where finally the, this stuff is working for me. Where before I remember for that one year that after even and I was like, man, like I'd left left. Yeah, I
0: I really,
1: exactly. I was like, I haven't really made any money with this social media stuff, but I realized that, it, you know, it's a game of patience and it's a game of building your, your way up because people are watching. But they're just watching to see if you're gonna make it or break it. So I literally just stuck it, stuck through it. I started then seeing connecting the dots. You know, I started getting Puma, audit, other companies working with them, you know, um, off, you know, doing posts and doing their and working with their brand. And I started getting paid through that. So I started creating another leverage of stream of income, which I then then from there I started realize, wow, this is cool. I can start creating avenues directed through social media now i just don't have to worry about training anymore so this really helped me off where i I didn't have to load up with so many clients anymore and i started back you know i started cutting my workload in half and i still train my some of my privates but not as many as i used to in equinox because i've been able to use the, the tool of social media to really help me drive another stream now it helps me with events that i create a revenue through that it helps me with you know, working with top brands and then also as well doing some online stuff, which now I'm, also, I'm, I'm restructuring a huge digital fitness platform that I'm going to be launching very soon. And that's pretty much kind of where I'm standing at now, just at a much elevated state. And I opened up a media company recently too with my videographer. So me and him are business partners and we're really putting a lot of effort into this digital fitness because... I feel digital fitness is where there's a lot of – a lot of everything in fitness is moving towards digital and online, but I still feel like there's a lot of quality being left out, and I feel like there's a lot of cookie-cutter stuff out there. So I really want to put time and patience and work into something that's going to really offer a lot of quality, and that's going to really offer people something that's going to be safe, effective, fun, and that they can really translate with and something they can use on the go, at a park, at home, you know, in a hotel, wherever they are. So that's something I'm putting a lot of um, time and effort into now. So that way I can also create that extra leverage of income to be able to start traveling, do other things, spend more time with my family Mm. and stuff like that. But I truly believe, you know, that's where a lot of the world is going. And, you know, everybody should have their hand in something that's online, digital fitness, social media, something in there because, the world is shifting. The world is leading to it. Who knows? I think virtual reality is going to be the next step in mm-hmm. fitness as well.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right. Now, just a quick recap because that was that was fantastic. I love that story. There's some things I want to unpack from what you just shared here. So, first of all, when you left, how big was your social media following? Your Instagram when you left, when they gave that ultimatum, where were you at? Like around for followers?
1: It was around. I think I was around fifty something to sixty thousand
0: right and now you're what you're almost a 200k you're almost a 200 yeah almost almost 200 200. thousand. right so but now let's talk about this so in doing this what if like what's the formula how do you use instagram to grow a business
1: so just my number one thing is is you have to be really engaging with your audience you know i think a lot of people you know have a, a mislead with that and a lot of people You know, even though I've seen a lot of people who the ones that are good are doing good. And then I've seen people who just they have the engagement, but they don't they don't respond back to those people engaging. And I feel like that's where the magic is. at, And that's where I feel like I've had a huge, you know, out of other things that I do. But I feel that that's one of the top three biggest one is making sure you write back to a lot of your people on DM, making sure you you respond to your comments, making sure that you show love to these people who have been supporting you for for days and for days, weeks and months and who knows years that they've been following you, you know, showing them some sign of I know you're here, I know you're supporting me, I know you're enjoying my content, and thank you. You know, so I always do my best to try to comment as back to as many people, or all people as possible through my posts. And if I missed I'll always go back throughout the week and see, okay, I missed some comments here, I missed some comments here. Let me re-engage. And same thing with DMs. Let me see who I have to message co- contact with. Boom. and it's just about building many relationships with these kinds of people and always checking in with them and, Hey, how are you doing? Hey, thank you for, follow- Hey, thank you for the support. Because at the long run, when you do that, those people are going to see that you genuinely care. And those people are going to see that you generally want to help them. Meaning when you do open something up, or when you are working with a brand or you are pushing something, a service, a product, these people are going to be want to these people are going to want to help you because they saw that you re- engage with them You help them. You answer their questions. They're going to be like, I want to do something for him. I want to do something for her in return. Mm,
0: mm, mm. You know? Yeah, I agree. Uh, You know, I did a call not that long ago, an interview, and they were talking about how LinkedIn's got this thing called the Social Selling Index and it's if you, anybody with a linkedin profile can go and check their social selling index it's a free thing you just lo, uh, have to log in and go, and just kind of do a google search and then click the link and one of the funny things about it is one of the major factors on it is relationship building. That's like one of the building relationships. So there's like, uh, you know, build your profile. There's like, you know, finding the right people. I think there's like, you know, using your metrics or using analytics. And then the last one and the most powerful one is build relationships. And so when I asked you, how do you use Instagram? It's just it's nothing different than what you would do offline before the internet. Exactly. If you were a trainer, you would you would go socialize, you would go to community events, you would go to parades and festivals, you go to parties, and you would socialize, you would network, you would engage with people, you would have conversations with them, you would follow up and stay in touch and build a network. I remember reading, I forget what it was, it was some sales book, some sales and marketing book, and they interviewed some guy that was like the top car sales rep in his area, and they're like, you know, what do you do? And he sold everybody that came into him, that was a lead, or bought a car from him, got a birthday card for him. Him forever, like a postcard yeah. in the mail. And it's like that's just like you're just saying like just engage, respond, and check in with them. Like, and so it just sounds like like you just have to be present, like be a friend, build those relationships. It sounds like a it's lot of work exactly. though. <laughs>
1: it takes – like as you know at the beginning, like anything does. I, this is I'm a, I'm a huge believer. You got to work hard to work smart, you know, so there's going to be a temper there's going to be a temporary time in your life where you got to work hard and then start shifting that into smart work, you know, because in life, you know, you have to sacrifice to get, you know, so if you don't sacrifice at the beginning, you're not going to get later on, you know, so, so like I say, I'm still young, you know, I'm 26, I can still sacrifice right now, I can still put in hard work, because I know later on, this is just going to build, a huge empire for me where I'm going to be able to then work smart, find where I, where I don't need to put as much time, hire people for that, work on what I need to focus on, and then build off that. So it's just – it's one of those things. It, it takes patience. It takes hard work that leads to smart work. But, you know, we have to put in some some kind of work. I feel like nowadays a lot of people do lose that where mm-hmm. they just feel, you know, you only got to do what you love only. You know, like – and that's and I agree. You have to do what you love. But even though, even what you love to do, there's still things that you have to do and what you love to do that you might not necessarily, not necessarily like. Mm-hmm. And that's part of life. You know, you have to understand that. You know, And I tell people, you have to understand that If now you're always bouncing around and you'll never be able to start something. You'll never be able to build something off. So you just got to understand it is going to take some sacrifice. But when you go through that and you really put 100% every day the best you can, you'll see how something beautiful can create from there. And you'll see how then you'll start leveraging certain things. But I feel too, like we live in a world of so much speed and instant gratification. And I can get this right now. I can get this when I want it. So people start wanting to rush things, you know, and I tell people all the time, there's three things you can't rush in life. You can't rel- You can't rush a relationship, building a relationship. You can't rush your health, building your health and you can't rush up a- building a business. Those are the three things you can't rush in life. You have to be patient, you have to build them up and you have to really solidify them to build something that's going to be strong and great because if you rush them, it's going to break. Your relationship will break, your health will break, you'll collapse, you know, you might get hurt. You know, you might not get the results you want and for business, your business will fall down or, you know, ends up not working. So mm-hmm. I always really hone in on that because I do feel strongly about those three things that they do require patience, hard work, sacrifice to then be able to work smart, at least in the beginning, you know. But the goal is, of course, to work smart. I'm a huge believer in that. But you got to start some kind of hard work. Mm. If not, that smart work won't build.
0: Mm, mm, mm. So let's dive in on that. So let's talk about it. When I, I, I love what you said because it does take time. You're planting a garden. I like bonsai is a great analogy because bonsai is the idea of shaping and trimming plants to form these beautiful, unique like well sculptures almost like a living sculpture and so with i don't do bonsai but i live in a garden like place that's got gardens of them so let's talk about kind of what you feel you need like are the disciplines or the habits and routines required to build these things over time so let's start off with the relationships what do you think are really important with building and monetizing relationships online
1: so definitely i would say you know when you, find, when you work with people online or you find people online and you really see the ones that are really, truly engaging with you, set a list of those people outside. You know, create a list of those people that you see that are constant supporters. And every now and then, go in there and check in with that list of people. You know, write to them. Engage. Show them some love. Show them that you're interested in working and, and showing that interest in showing value to them, giving them value because they're giving you support. So create that side list of those. I would call them your star you know, relationship builders, you know, start, put them on and have your other ones too, that you come in, you know, but these really spend a lot of time with them, especially the ones that you're seeing that they're spending a lot of time putting effort on your stuff, you know, because at the end of the day in in this world, you know, social media, at least in the social media world, your audience is what's going to help build you up. So, you know, the more that they see that you're putting some effort on them, they're going to want to put effort back even more. They're going to want to get your services and, it's like I was saying, it's, it's all about building that trust and relationship with them and showing them that you care. You know, it's, I get that all the time. I get messages from people that are like, oh, wow, you wrote to me. You actually wrote to me. And I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I write to you? You know, and, and they'll be like, you know, I get other huge influencers who don't even look at my message. You know, they'll delete it. And I see that they delete it. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm here to help you out. So, you know, and obviously always to a certain extent, you know, you always know where to like, nah, where you're not wasting time or where you're not being taken advantage of and it's just being smart about that where you know it's a genuine you know question a relationship that they want to build they're just you know you know thank you for the stuff you're posting so it's just making sure you keep on that that relationship with those key people and following up with them you know so the follow up is always important even with my own clients you know after Big milestones after we do our monthly st- evaluations, you know, I follow up with them with an email, you know, on holidays, I try to give them little gifts, you know, I'll buy them, you know, it could be a gift card, it could be a this, but I make sure that they know that I care about them, mm. you know, because at the end of the day, these people want to know that they're cared for, whether it's your clients already, whether it's future leads, whether it's this or that, when you go that little extra mile, man, that little extra mile really helps to solidify a lot of things. And, and I've, I've seen a huge change from when I wasn't doing these things back in the day from when I started doing these things. And now that I keep doing these things, I see a huge, a huge change in, in, and everything. And you feel good about it too, because, um, you see what you're doing for these people. And it's kind and of fun. Like,
0: I know we're guys, but it's kind of fun doing a Christmas card or like a family portrait or things like that. Because you're doing something that you're going to post on your wall or you're going to send out to people. I can really support what you're saying. So there's two things I want to say. One, about what you said about buying people, like your customers' gifts and stuff. This is something that I wish I did more of. I had one client that probably would have only been maybe a five, six-month client, but actually ended up working with me for nearly three years because I used to get her, send her, have uh, flowers and chocolates and stuff delivered to her house on regular intervals just as a simple thank you. And I don't think anyone she's ever worked with in her life ever did that. And that's one thing. And I was in my hometown, this small town, and we were at this little party. This is a couple years back, like four or five years ago. Then I'd already had some success in business and marketing then, and I was at this party, really small town, like 1,000 people, like a bush party kind of thing. This kid I grew up with that was on my block came, and he was a local kind of contractor, and he like, Daryl, like, I need a magic bullet. Like, you know, my business is doing well, but like, you know, I just need – how do I have security, and what, what do I do for marketing? To, like, make sure I have more security for my family and, you know, really help my business grow, and I said, dude – Anything you're willing to spend on marketing, spend it on gifts for your clients. He's like, huh? He's confused. And I was like, think of all these people. Like, you're a contractor. You get a lot of subcontract work. I'm like, yeah, all right. So make sure you get those people anniversary gifts and Christmas gifts. And, you know, make sure you remember, like, their kids' names. If you do that kind of thing, they you will always be their go-to guy. And it will be painful for them to change to somebody else because you've proven that you really care about them. So that was the the one thing you said about buying gifts. That's such a smart thing. And I don't really hear a lot of people talk about that. And I think that that's a lost art. It's a lost art of relationship building. And so I think that's really powerful. The other one you said that I thought was brilliant, I've actually never done this with social media, but I do it for my personal life. When you said create a list of your supporters. So I do, I have to keep three lists. I keep, it used to be top 25. It used to be my top 25 family, friends, and VIPs. And it was like, fa- you know, family, the family members I want to stay in touch with the most because I've traveled the world so much and it's easy to, you know, to lose touch with people when you're not seeing them on a for regular sure. basis. But when you said that for social media, I was like, that makes so much sense. There's something in marketing. Like all a business really is, is a database. You've got the, there's kind of like these different universes and, and, and forgive me, cause I don't know if this is, this is your interview, but I think this is meaningful. And so there's like the unknown universe, right? And then there's the known, and then there's your leads, your buyers, your repeats, your repeat buyers, and then your lost customers. So there's like the unknown universe, The known universe, your leads, your buyers, repeat and loss. So for me as an example, just to give an illustration, somebody listening to this right now, right? I can see how many downloads I get, but I don't know them. That's unknown to me. That's the unknown universe. There's an unknown universe of like this many kind of people who are floating around and they may or may not really care for, you know, they may have stumbled in on this because they're interested in the topic or not. So that's unknown. But the known people are the ones that listen to the podcast and reach out to me on social media and I know them. But I don't really consider them leads or anything because we're connected. But if I do a post, I'm not sure if it's going to show up in their feed. There's so much, right? Like I might have 30,000 people on social media, you know, or whatever. But, you know, they're not necessarily all going to see it. I can't reach out and talk to them super easily, right? A lead is someone who I feel like raised their hand and signed up for information about an event or a product or service, right? But they never bought. And then you have your buyer, that's someone that bought from you, and they only bought once. And that's where – I had a, I did an interview with Drayton Bird. This is an old-school direct marketing guy, copywriter. He's had a number one marketing book in the UK for 30-something years. Not number one, but it's been like a top bestseller for 30 years. Direct response – I don't even know what it's called. Direct selling uh, – Drayton Bird is his name. But he's got this fantastic quote. I'll look it says, up. This quote is fantastic, and it says, The purpose of business is to locate a prospect – Turn that prospect into a customer and then make that customer your friend. And I think that's just what you said. That's part of what it is. Like you keep lists of your hyper supporters and you check in with them often. And you first, a salesmanship, That's it's all in the follow-up. Most of the sales come between the 7th and 11th or 7th and I think 7th or 18th, but 7th and 11th touch, you know, like meaningful interaction. But most people give up after the 2nd or 3rd. And that's about the follow up. That's about building the relationship, staying in touch. Hey, have you thought about this? How are you doing? And, and just not being like, Hey, want to buy? Hey, want to buy? Hey, want to buy? Hey, exactly. like, right? Like, so I just love that you brought that up because. I don't know whether you figured it out because you were trained or you read a book or you just naturally figured it out like on your own organically, but that's really like old school marketing. They used to track the stuff in shoeboxes. They used to have separators for those little cue cards that you had, you know, like for notes or for speeches. And they would have like your name. I would write your name. And every time you and I interacted, I would like write on that cue card. And then I would wrote, and there's something called RFM, which is recency, frequency, and monetary value. Recency is how recent. If a customer bought from you, or let's make it even simpler. If you went on a date with a girl, but you haven't seen her in six months, is she still your date? Not really, right? Like, the recency kind of matters. Like, you know, if you haven't seen your girlfriend. Yeah, like, so recency is important. And so that's the most important one. The next one is Frequency. You know, if you went to a movie with a girl today, it's very likely she'll go to see a movie with you next week. If she's seen two or three movies with you and went to a movie with you recently, it's really likely she'll go to a movie with you next week, right? And then the last one's monetary value, which is kind of how much they spent with you overall. You might have someone that spends a ton of money with you once, and you never see from them again or hear from them again. So, although you're, you know, we're trying to make money in business, it's almost like a metric for the like the quality of the relationship. If you take this R F M, and each one is like a filter. First is recency. You know, thir- depending on your industry, if you're selling bridges, it's probably going to be like once every 50 years. Selling newspapers, it's daily. Really depends on your business. But recency is the first filter. You know, first zero to 30 days or 30 to 60 days or, you know, 60 to 90 days or, you know, six months. Whatever that is for you. And the next filter is frequency. And then the next one is monetary value. And you can make up a little matrix overlapping these three things and it will tell you who exactly your hyper-responsives are and who to talk to in any business. I've t- worked with major companies with databases of millions and millions of customers. And they've told me that they've never found a better way to sort their databases than with RFM. That's awesome. So what you just said, I mean, here's the thing. you've got, I mean, it's very impressive you've got 200,000 followers. But I'm just saying that someone – people have – it's not me. I'm not – I'm just standing on the shoulder of a giant. But they've just told you what you're doing is the best way to sort your database. Like, that's it. You figured it out. Like, that's, that's – you're right. No wonder you're having success. You're using exactly how you should do it. You know, maybe there's a couple other layers that you do or don't use. That's fine. But generally speaking, you're like, yeah, I keep in touch with my hyper supporters, you know, and I engage with them. I keep them recent. Right. Hey, I haven't heard from you in three weeks. What's up, man? Hey, what's up? You know, what's up, girl? I just love it. So
1: exactly.
0: Exactly. And
1: that's that's the key thing. I feel like too many people are too pressured on focusing on like, no, but I got to I got to get this now or I got to get this sale now. or I got to do this or, you know, and people, I feel like they, they spend too much time thinking of the other thing and not thinking about the first thing of it's building the relationship, you know, and building relationships lands in what my three categories of patience, you know, mm-hmm. relationship, health and business. So building a relationship takes patience. You know, so you know, you're building a relationship with somebody through time where then they might see something you put up and they might say, you know what, this is cool. I want to buy into this thing. Man, I love this guy. You know, and you didn't even have to force it down their throat. You know, but just because you build that relationship with them. Or later on if you were say, hey look, dude I want to show you this opportunity that I might have that might interest you. They're going to want to listen because you build a relationship with me. You never try to sell them something off the bat, you know? So that's why I feel like those things are so important, but I feel just our world is so fast that sometimes we lose that patience, but within the speed of it, there has to be patience. So we have to learn how to be fast and efficient yet patient at the same time, knowing when to do that, when and where to be able to, you know get these ultimate optimal results that we're looking for so i think it's just it's more of an awareness of when when and where to put these things and when to do these things and what how to continue them so it's something that you know it's worked for me and i'm sure and i know it's worked for many many others like you're saying it's it's the key thing so and at the end of the day it's just like you said you know think about it when you don't have let's say social media didn't exist you know you have to rely on your the other ways of building relationships that like you're saying, you know, going to events, going to network meets, going to parties, going to this, going to that building really, who knows my side notes might be in a notepad. You know, that's where am taking instead of my phone, you know? So there's, it's just translating that just digitally. That's pretty much it, Yeah, that's you know, it. but we just, we get caught up in the whole actual social media aspect of the pictures, the videos the this, the comments, the likes of this, that we forget about that, that main tool. That that's the reason why social media is just called social media. It's to be social, build relationships, you know, be able to link those things together to then see something. You know, for me, I tell people all the time, I look at social media as just breaking the ice. I I say it's the best form to break the ice, to talk to somebody or get to something you want to get to or talk to somebody you want to get to. And it helps you break the ice because it can see already an idea of who you are, what you do, how you look, how you act how your personality is how you portray yourself and that helps break the ice for you then to start building the relationship you want to build with that person to be able to see you know what can go down the road in the future
0: yeah i love it i love it i love it i love it just a lot i think there's so much wisdom in what you said i agree with you like a thousand percent and one for people listening and they're not sure well what do i say if i'm just checking in with someone like hey what's up well here's an acronym that i heard that's really been helpful for me and it's form f-o-r-m and that stands for family and friends occupation recreation and money and that means that if you're ever at a networking party or you're ever just like with your wife or your girlfriend and you know sits in your room and goes hey this is jeff he likes baseball and you're like i like baseball too like what do you talk about right it's like Talk about friends and family. Oh, so how long have you been with so-and-so? How long, you know, how long have you known these people? Who else do you know here? Friends and family, occupation, what do you do for work? Why did you get into that, right? Relationship, uh, sorry, recreation, what do you do for fun? That's cool. Tell me more about that. Money, you know, like, what? anything. It could be about taxes, about income, but, but it gives you some themes if you're not sure what to follow up with. Just follow up to be like, hey, just wanted to hear from you. Give me an update, you know, and sometimes people won't respond back. I think we all can think of maybe someone in our families that really is the one that reaches out all the time and they're the one that make the family events happen or the holidays that like if without them who would bring us all together and that's kind of what you're like you're doing that for your presence and for your business and for your industry people are busy you know you're beating that path to their door over and over and over again until eventually there's a trail and that trail makes it easy for them to come to you when they're ready
1: definitely man definitely and and it's like exactly what you're saying. There's always that, you know, usually that one person who brings in together. And it's just like, you know, I've always felt like, you know, I want to be able to be somebody who can bring people together, network, have them network together, you know, have connect people so they can do awesome things. You know, and that's something I enjoy doing too is bringing others together and seeing them work on a project or them build a relationship. To me, that makes me happy as well. And like I tell people all the time too, everybody's like example i'll use personal training for example personal training doesn't start until a connection is met if you can't connect you can't start your work and that goes for anything or you can't build the so you have to learn how to connect you have to learn how to engage like you're saying using that basic tactic of form you know so just learning how to build that connection first is super important and you know what for as far as business goes you know, not everybody's going to be for you, and then you have to learn also too where you could be like, okay, I know this person might not work well best with me, or they might not work. I might not work best with them. Who can I, who can I put them with that's going to still bring them a ton of value? Because by you doing that, you're bringing them value. Mm-hmm. Knowing and being aware that you know I'm not going to connect the best with this person. They might not connect with best with me, but I got somebody who I know is going to connect with this person. Now I'm bringing them value. I'm doing them a favor. I'm doing my job still to help them get the best position for themselves possible to be able to achieve whatever they're trying to achieve. Mm. So you know, you can't be scared to do that. I have guys, buddies of mine here all the time, you know, in Miami that are, you know, good top trainers, some specialize into certain things. And, you know, as maybe I might know some, a lot of what they're doing, I'm not a master at what they're doing. So if I know that I can't provide something to the optimal for this person who wants to learn that specific thing, I'll be like, look, I would love to work with you, but I feel that this person is going to be best for you because they know they've mastered this skill set. And I feel that they're going to be able to give you the best value possible, you know, as well. So being aware of those things or being aware of their personality, I feel this person's personality is going to help you. I feel that you're going to connect with them on another level. I just feel that you guys are going to hit it off. Let me connect you guys. They're going to appreciate it at the end of the day. When you do that, don't look at it as a loss. It's not a loss because that person is going to come back and thank you. And they might say, Hey, I have a friend who I feel is going to connect with you much better than him. So let me put you with one of my friends. Mm, I love it. I
0: love it. I love it. So now let me ask you about health. What are some of the things that we have to be patient about and diligent and focus on consistently like relationships, but with our health?
1: So with health, you know, I'm just a big fan and I'm a big believer in movement. So it's like I tell people all the time, just get up and move every single day. You know, obviously, you know, we there's details of certain things that I like to do. But if you're just starting off, just get up and move. Don't stop moving. You know, get up out of your chair if you're sitting too long. Get up out of your couch. You know, go outside, walk, jog, you know, go for a light run, you know, just move your body and then. You know, going into more details, it's use your body, you know, use your body, explore the space around you. I'm a huge believer in body weight, animal flow training. So explore the space around you. Uh, you know, we, our bodies are meant to move in different directions in different angles in different planes. So, you know, explore that, explore that because that's where your body's going to build, you know, strength, mobility, stability, flexibility through these different movements and end ranges that we start creating. So explore, you know, the movement of your body and really hold in on that. You know, I'm a huge believer too in, you know, mastering your body before trying to go into really into heavier loads. You know, again, knowing the person's background, you know, if they have a history that, you know, they've done sports, they've, you know, done training before, they've done weightlifting, then I can shift them differently. But for somebody off the bat that's never done something in their life, never exercised, I always love diving into just learning how to master the body first, how to do almost everything at least for a month to a month and a half with their body before touching a weight. And they'll learn to appreciate when they touch that weight and they'll see the value later on of, wow, when I mastered my body and I came to this weight, huge difference, you know, because I feel a lot of times there might be people who they might feel that they're strong with pushing some weight, but when they go back to their body, all these weaknesses and leakages start coming out and you start to realize wow I can't do this with my own body weight you know so you know we might be cementing some kind of dysfunction with that extra load on there so we got to go back and see how can we address this with our body weight first and master that so mm-hmm. we prevent injury we prevent injuries we prevent other problems coming on in the long term in the long term so that way we can avoid those things because most of the time these in- injuries are are buildups. You know, when you get an injury, it's usually a buildup of something that we've been doing wrong that we haven't addressed for a long period of time. You know, it's not. It's many times it's not an instant thing. You know, unless you're playing a sport or something, and even then, a lot of athletes suffer from things that they might have not addressed years back, months back, and it's just your body's like, okay, it's like putting a little line every time. Okay, okay, it's not being addressed. Okay, you keep working on it. Boom, boom, boom. Snap. Oh crap. You know, so. It's really uh, I'm a huge believer in that as well and in, in really mastering the body first before going crazy with anything, you know, it depends on your history. So that's what I'm, I'm a huge believer. But just move, just move, get out to move and explore. Our bodies were meant to explore. You know, that's what we're here for. So Explore movement, explore everything around you. And then also the same way you move your body, you want to move your mind. You know, so you got to move your mind. You know, by example, what we're doing today, podcast, you know, talking to like minded people, you know, you know, figuring things, figuring things out with, you know, your business partners or relationships you build and and, and talking on higher forms, higher levels, you know, so your brain gets to work, you know, reading, listening to the podcast, listening to audibles, you know, build, move your mind in some way or some of some shape, you know. And then move your soul, you know, move your soul, you know, take time for yourself to meditate, to practice what you practice, to really maybe even sit down alone. Maybe you need some time to sit down alone and just talk to yourself, you know, figure yourself out, find things, you know, because through self-talk, you can find a lot of things, maybe even answers that you were looking for by just taking time to, to cancel everything out and just sit there and really talk to yourself and hone into that. And yeah, man, you know, just basically move, move in all those three ways, you know, because I believe when you move in all those three ways, you're just going to live longer. And it's just going to, and that's, that's where I'm going to say it takes work. That's some hard work, but that, that hard work leads to smart work. Because when you do that smartly, your body's going to perform at another level. Your mind's going to perform at another level and your spirit's going to perform at another level. And then now you're going to go out into this world performing at a higher level.
0: Mm. Yeah, I agree. And I I like the approach because it's very much a a ground up kind of approach to it because you got to have the mechanics. People don't really want, and I mean, I've figured this out myself. L sits and overhead squats cured my lower back. I had lower back issues on and off for a while. Jiu Jitsu fixed it, but then also every now and then I have a twinge, not never pulled anything, but it would just be like a split second. Like, ah, what was that? But now ever since I really focused on core stability and even mechanics, most people don't even know how to squat, which sounds so silly. But most people, unless you live in the third world, I've been in the third world for a few years on and off. And I'm so envious of some people. They're just hanging out like in the squat like nothing. Like, and I'm just like, dude, like it's just so easy for them. But most of us in the Western world, we don't know how to squat. You have no idea how to squat. You think, oh, what? Pff, I can squat. No, you you can't. No, I know how to squat. Ass to grass. No, you don't know how to squat. Go down to squat. Like, hold that. They have terrible mechanics. And if you're playing Jenga and you stack that thing up sideways and you drop a bowling ball on the top, it's not going to hold itself in place. But if you build the Jenga, you know, castle right, it's got good mechanics in place. You put a bowling ball on top, it will hold it stable. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Before you worry about weight, let's just move your body. Let's get the mechanics right let's get you comfortable with your body let's get the little like fluids in your joints to be like you know to just flow let's get the ligaments like kind of woken up and kind of like you know before we drop 100 pounds on them let's just let's just jump up and down a bunch of times you know let's let's just stretch them out a little bit make sure they're ready for it like you know i i totally get it i love it i love it i think it's a great and i think when we spoke before I love the analogy I, – I only heard about this recently. You, you've probably been using this movement it was it? Movement is medicine thing forever. Yeah. But, I mean, for me, it was a new realization that animals that don't move have smaller brains. And a large part – some of it's communication and language, but a large part of our brain is because of movement. It's because we have to walk. You don't realize that we have to learn to balance. I mean, look at an infant. They don't know how to balance. They're just flopping all over. Your dog can't balance. Your cat can't balance on two legs. What? Like it's a skill. You take it for granted, but it's a skill. If you had a car that wasn't going anywhere, you wouldn't need wheels, you wouldn't need headlights, you wouldn't need an exhaust, you wouldn't need an engine, you wouldn't need a drivetrain, you wouldn't need all these different things. But as soon as you're moving, now you've entered a new room. Well, your your brain has to analyze the visual data, the auditory data, the sensory data, the smell, the temperature, the feel of the air against your skin. All these things are firing off your brain. You know, and that's really a huge thing. People don't even realize that. They've done tests and proven that if you walked for 10 minutes and took a test, you would do better on that test than if you sat down for 30 minutes to an hour or longer and then took the test. That your brain shuts off when you don't move because you're just, you're, the machine's not running. That's really it. The machine's just not running. And that's why I'm a huge believer
1: when I, I especially with my clients, and I, and I teach it all the time, but... I use movement and I use awareness of the mind as well and and mind shift and body movement to also change the, your physiological state, you know, because a lot of times we're, we're living, especially in, in over here, you know, in the, in the States where, you know, it's a, it's a stressful environment. You know, we're sitting all day, which that's what shows your bad squat mechanics and posture, you know? So I tell people all the time, you know, when they encounter a stressful moment or a project or they're just freaking out and they don't, they can't get something done. They're trying to get something done. You got to change your state immediately. You got to change, change your state of mind and, and your state of your body. And the first thing you need to do is be aware of how you're feeling. Know that you're feeling this way. And then try to think of something that makes you happy, something you love. Get up. Go somewhere where you can move. Do some squats. Do some – jump on your feet. Maybe jog around a little bit for, a few, for like three to five minutes. And when you do that with the chemical changes in your brain – and those happy thoughts, your body's physiological state will start changing. And now, when you come back, you can approach that assignment much more differently and much more effectively than you can before. And that's why I'm a huge believer. And it and I, and really upsets me when I see a lot of schools taking out recess for kids because recess is a huge, huge help for kids, especially they've seen huge studies where kids do recess and when they come back and t- take math. The subject math or any math test, they do so much better than when they don't do that and take math. You know, so it's it's a crazy fact, but it's so true, you know, and it's because they can they change their state, the state they were at to a new state, and they can focus much more now. And that's what's something I use all the time with my clients is learn to be aware of when to change your state because it's going to help you in the long run.
0: Mm, I love that. Changing your state. And it's so simple. I mean, that's even breath work. That's the whole basis behind a lot of breath work is just helping you change your state just because when you you don't realize it but your breath is something you control but it's also something that happens to you when you go and something makes you angry you like you tense up i think that's i think that's wonderful yeah now a or flight (laughs) now let's talk about business what are some of the things i mean you've been running your business obviously and, and found ways one you did it you know with companies and just found how they ran it and now you've been running your own what are some of the disciplines you feel are have been really critical to your success in business
1: so I would say, you know, my daily routine practices. So something I like to do every day is I, I jot down on my phone notes, you know, what are the three most important things I'm going to accomplish today? So I put my three most important tasks and I make sure that I finish those tasks before I start anything else. So If I haven't finished those three tasks, I won't move on to anything else. So mm-hmm. I need to accomplish those three main things to then continue on with everything else. Because those three main things are what's really most important. So I write that down every day. And then also do, I try to do something that's uncomfortable every day. So something that's uncomfortable, whether it's small, big, doesn't matter. But something uncomfortable that's going to help you lead you to success, it's going to help you build a new level of confidence. Because that's what I'm a huge believer too, of like, a lot of people will get tired of routine. And I feel like, throwing little bits of uncomfortability in there that for you to do helps you keep you excited as well and challenge you. Even if you're a little scared, it challenges you because you know it's gonna help you grow. So I'm always saying you gotta do something whether do something uncomfortable, whether it's small, medium, or big, because it's just gonna help you grow. And it doesn't matter what it is, but something that you know is just going to help you, whether it's as a person in your life, whether it's as in your relationship, as in, in as a parent, you know, as business as a friendship, whatever it is, something come to that you might not have ever done or that you know you should do that's going to help you grow, do that. Do that that day. So you, every day you try to focus on something you can do that's going to make you feel that's – that's an uncomfortable feeling, but you know it's going to help you.
0: I love that. So those are your top two. Did I miss anything? Just finish so, the three things, three goals per day, set three goals per day and don't do anything else until those three things are done, and then do something uncomfortable or new daily.
1: And then my third one that I like to use that really gets me going, especially when I just want to rile myself up. So I have this thing, I call it savage talk. So it's kind of my own little time, especially I like to do it when I'm, you know, driving. If I have to drive the client, go to the, a meeting or I wake up in the morning and I'm going downstairs to train the client or whatever, I'm getting ready for something that I need to do. I always... Tell myself, talk to myself, and I tell myself, I'm going to win today. I'm going to own today. I'm going to conquer it. And I'm going to complete everything I need to complete. And I'm going all in. And I tell myself this. You know, I call it Savage Talk, and I'll I'll, I'll literally like tell it with myself with intensity in my head. Sometimes I'll say it out loud if I'm in the car. This really helps me just get into that mode of just crushing it, you know? So I call that Savage Talk. And then as well with my podcast, I love tuning into some podcast or listening to some kind of informational thing that I can feed positivity and and good information into my brain. So that way I, I just come into whatever I'm doing in, in a whole nother level.
0: That's awesome. I love that. I love that. And actually, you just inspired me because I used to do that. I used to do it, but I also would record like self-talk is kind of like affirmations, right? Depends what you want to call. It. I love I love the name though, Savage Talk. <laughs> that sounds. <laughs> I'm borrowing that. I'll give you credit, but I'm definitely going to borrow go. that. From, uh, the savage. Talk. I love it, man. Because just sav- <laughs> fucking Savage, man. I'm gonna get oh, them. Yeah, I'm gonna go get it. Fuck them. We'll make this like, happen. Like all about. It's right. I love it. I love it. I really do. I totally forgot where I was going with that. The Savage I got so amped I started thinking about my own oh, I I also recorded mine and I would play it. I would play it. I love Apple, but I hate the stupid iPhone with the stupid new phone jack because I keep like going through headphones oh, and man. I'm I traveling know what the world mean. I just can't find a new flipping headset. Like I Like, and then so, but I, I, so that's why I kind of stopped, but I used to record, I used to record and upload the MP3 and I would just play it on repeat. Like if I was just going somewhere or doing something, you know, and I would just repeat that savage talk. Like I would just let it just go and just, and man, I thought when I was doing that, I, I, I'm, that was some of the best year. I mean, I'm, I'm still having best years of my life now, but I just mean as far as like, what do I, how do I say this? Forced exertion of will on the world. That definitely Was it like, that was during those times. I haven't been doing it lately and I haven't been imposing my will on the world like I used to back then. I mean, I'm still having gains, but you just inspire me. I'm like, I need to get back into that because that's something, I still kind of do it, kind of dropped off a little bit, but that's savage talk. People underestimate it, but here's the thing. When you're running, if you're running a marathon and your body's tired, your mind can will you to keep going, but if your mind gives up, it's over. Your body's not going to do anything for you. No, no one else is going to do it for you. No one else is going to come and help you. You've going to do it. They might encourage you. And that works. That's why people show up to basketball games and stuff. Cheering works, you know, pushing people forward. They'll do it. Like that's, that's, yeah, that's, that stuff. It really, really works. It really, really works. It really
1: does, man. And it builds so much confidence and, and just testosterone and it just gets you Rather for ah. anything you're doing, and it's just like I tell people all the time, like, there's a there's so I don't know, like, have you when you've seen Usain Bolt like race? Have you seen him before his race? Do you see what he does to no. the crowd and to the people? You know, that little arm thing that he does that he shoots his arm back and he points at the crowd? No, with his arms, okay. So, if you watch one of his things, go back on a YouTube or whatever, he he literally gets in front of all the racers in front of them and. He looks at the crowd and he lifts his arms up and he points. So what happens here is that he's building himself a tons of confidence in front of the audience, in front of his competitors, yep. and without his competitors knowing, his competitors' testosterone boosts drop slightly yep. because yep. of this power pose that he's putting upon everybody. Yep. So that gives him an, an advantage edge of winning that race. Yep. And so it so puts
0: expectations on himself. He's like... It's a forcing function. It's forcing him to perform because he just did that. Do you know what I mean? Like he just did that. He's got to perform now. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So back it up. (laughs) I love that. Dude. And so I actually did a quick Google search for an article I read when you were talking about recess. And it was talking about Finland's got one of the best education systems in the world. Kids have half the school days that we do in North America. And one of the things that I noticed that was different—that's what triggered it. When we you talking about recess. Was that elementary school students get 75 minutes of recess in a day in Finland versus an average of 27 minutes in the U.S. And like you said, a lot of schools are even eliminating some of those breaks. And it's like, dude, like it just—it works. Like, move your body. So, quick recap here. I—I just—I we're nearing the end of our time for this, and I want—I think this was a fantastic summary. I think there's some wonderful actionable items for people here, so far as relationships, engage, respond, check in with people, create some lists for some hyper supporters or different categories and follow up, follow up, follow up. Send them all in personalized holiday cards, just birthday cards. Family Day cards. Hey, this happened to me and I just wanted to tell you about it because I care. You know, I want you to know type cards. That's really, really, really important. And I first, like I told you those lists I kept, I started doing that because I wondered two things. One, who could I pick up the phone and call and ask for $10,000 because I needed it or more, $50,000 or 100000 that because I was kidnapped and I needed it to save my life was one. Two, I died overseas. Who would fly overseas to come to my funeral? Or three, I got married overseas or some new country where I don't know anybody. Who would fly there to come see me? And if there's no one on that list, you maybe need to build up your personal network a little bit. I love how you've applied it to social media and I'm going to actually take that and apply that and I think that's fantastic. So we talked about that with relationships and then we talked about with health you have to move daily, use your body daily, body weight, get your ma- get, master your body, get your mechanics right, you know, and then move your mind, stimulate your mind, read, meditate, you know, challenge yourself, surround yourself with good people. And then for business we talked about finish set 3 goals per day and don't do anything else until those three things are done. That's it. Those are your priorities every day. Nothing else matters. And then the second one was do something new daily or uncomfortable daily. Something just to push you outside your comfort zone. Listen to something that you've never thought of listening to. Check something out. Just something to expand and stretch your mind a little bit. And then the savage talk. That self-talk. That pump yourself up. Tell yourself who you are, who you are becoming, and why you are doing it. And constantly remind you because I think that is incredibly, incredibly important. All right. So, Anthony, is there anything I didn't ask you that I should have asked you? Brother, I think you hit a lot of things on the tip of the nail, man.
1: That was uh, truly awesome. And Good. You know, I'm, I'm glad I was able to come up here and provide yeah. as much value as I can for you guys. And um, I appreciate you providing value for me, too. So yeah, just man. always something I would like to tell people is just make sure, you know, always – Work hard to to work smart and then, you know, be aware of where you're at right now, who you are right now, and just start building off, you know, that awareness and then do something uncomfortable every day that's going to get you out of your comfort zone, that's going to challenge you, that's going to make you, it's going to elevate you to the next game, to the next uh, level. And then also, too, you know, pay attention to your health because at the end of the day, like I tell my people, I want to help people become the most optimal for this world so i look at everybody in this world as athletes so we're all athletes living in the game of life so we are playing the game of life Hmm. and we have to be the best athletes in our game called life so Hmm. everybody pay attention to that and, and really drive in on that because when you take care of your health everything else gets better your businesses your relationships your Everything, just yeah. everything gets better when you have your health on check, your mind, your body, and those two connect very much together. So make sure your, your, your mind, body are healthy, your spirit is healthy, and you'll see how everything will just start yeah. connecting the dots and working for you.
0: I love it. I love it. And if people want to connect the dots and connect with you and get to know you, how do they reach out and find out?
1: Definitely. So um you can reach out to me on my email, my Instagram, my website. So my email is Mendez fitness Pro at gmail.com it's m e n d e z fitness Pro at gmail.com and then my instagram is mendez fitness and then i have my website which is MendezFitness.com. fitness.com
0: there we go so m e n d e z fitness is uh is his instagram go check him out i actually was scrolling it after we got talking about his instagram i was like what's this guy doing this is cool and there's some cool images I, it's awesome you got your family in here too it's really, it's a good blend of like personal life and work. I think it's awesome. And you got a lot of quadrupedal movement stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I definitely like it. So go check out his website as well, mendesfitness.com or send me an email. It was MendezFitnessPro at gmail.com. Anthony, thanks so much for joining me today. I think this was a fantastic call. Ton of value for people. They may want to listen to this again and again. Would love to have you come back on in a little bit and find out how you're doing, follow up, see what's new with you, and just appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming and sharing. Definitely, brother. I
1: appreciate you having me on here, man. Truly an honor.
0: You've reached the end of our interview. Now, first, let me thank you for listening. I appreciate and respect you more than you'll ever know. And now I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. First, what three lessons did you just learn? What three aha moments just jumped out at you? Second,